0: (laughs) All right, everybody, so thanks for tuning in again today to peeling back the fourth wall. Uh, So Aurora is a huge Marvel Cinematic Universe fan, um, as I think many of you know, uh, as am I uh, on this channel. We've mentioned it multiple times. She loves a good film series, um, as do all of us here on the channel, and we're looking to peel back some of the numbers on these film franchises Uh, so it's going to be really interesting kind of looking at you know what's what dictates the most successful film franchise you know what what actually dictates that Um, we're going to go through the list of like the top grossing franchises of all time Uh, the question is does quantity or quality dictate the success of the franchise as a whole. And uh, it'll be interesting to kind of see, uh, you know, some of our takes on this. Um, You know, I think some of the numbers will be uh, interesting for you guys out there as well as to uh, where some of these things stack up, not just as a gross topping franchise of all time, but the average gross amount per movie Um, and kind of seeing where uh, each person um, comes in the list there. So that being said, we will uh, jump right into it here so uh, first up uh, we'll start with the top 10 ranking uh, this is by gross um, box office revenue uh, for these film franchises domestic and international okay number one and I'm sure this is no surprise to anyone is the Marvel Cinematic Universe okay they're coming in over 22 billion dollars okay 22 billion dollars that's insane I don't see anyone coming close to that anytime soon, maybe ever, especially with all the new films coming out uh, that are expected over the next three years that Marvel Cinematic Universe and Marvel Studios has already announced. Uh, So very excited there uh, with that being the number one on the list, and I think everyone can kind of understand why that is. Number two is Star Wars, okay, and that is at $10.8 billion, okay? Now, Star Wars did have some recent films over the last few years that has bumped it up in the running quite a bit uh, from who was number two at the time, I believe. So uh, that's that's good to see there. There, uh, Harry Potter, which um, you know from the channel, I think everyone knows. Aurora and I are big Harry Potter fans, big Potter nerds here, and um, they come in at number three with nine point one eight billion dollars next is the bond movies who we haven't mentioned all that much uh in in the cast but uh they are 6.89 billion dollars number five is the spider-man franchise now this is separate from marvel cinematic universe these are only film franchises where spider-man is the main protagonist like solo protagonist okay that's 6.35 billion dollars for that franchise X-Men franchise, which as a lot of you know from listening to the channel, this is separate from the MCU, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because um, Universal, Sony Pictures, they've been the ones who own the rights for doing that, um, or Fox, uh, Fox Studios has been the ones to own the rights to doing that, and the Marvel, Marvel and Disney recently just got the rights for that, so these are all the uh, X-Men films leading up to now. Um, We will see if they continue it as a solo franchise or if they lump it in with uh, Avengers moving forward. But the X-Men so far is $6.03 billion. Uh, Fast and Furious franchise comes in number 7 with $5.9 billion. Number 8 is the Lord of the Rings franchise. That is $5.86 billion. So definitely very close there, uh, but didn't hit the mark. Um, number nine is the DCU, so the Detective Comics universe. $5.6 billion there. And then number 10 is Jurassic Park franchise, uh, which we're big fans of here at uh, Peeling Back Fourth Wall. And that's $4.9 billion right there. Okay? So the interesting thing is you take a look at this, take a look at the top 10s, uh franchises and it's like oh wow you know a lot of these a lot of these make sense some of them maybe your head scratchers with james bond things like that uh so we're going to break that down as to why some of them would be head scratchers why you might not really know uh about some of those that are there okay and uh the main thing there is going to be uh the amount of films that they've made so let's break it down looking at the average amount that the films have made okay and that's going to dictate a little bit of a different story here. All right. Number eight is actually, uh, actually, sorry. Number one is actually the Harry Potter franchise. They produce eight films so far. There's always discussions of something else coming. Um, and this is just the standard eight films. This is not including Fantastic Beasts franchise. Okay. So that's $1.14 billion average okay, that they've brought in, which actually is the most amongst all the franchises. Number two is the MCU uh, with 23 films, and that's $982 million per movie. Um, Jurassic Park has five films. That's $980 million per film. Number four is Lord of the Rings, six films. At this point, And that's $976 million. Spider-Man franchise has 7. For $907 million. Per film. Pirates of the Caribbean. Actually wasn't on the list. Now they've jumped in. And that's 6th on the list. 5 films. $904 million per film. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Number 7 is Star Wars. With 12 films out right now. The average is... $850 million. Number eight is the Transformers franchise. Again, wasn't in the top ten originally. Now they are if you go on a per-film basis, and that's $810 million per film. Fast and Furious franchise, number nine. Nine films, $655 million per film. Number ten, the DCU, with nine films, $622 million per per film okay so it's interesting to see some of the changes there because the changes that you're seeing are the per film basis so if you look at two franchises fell out of the list okay and that would be the James Bond franchise as 24 films that they've produced all right if you take the total amount of the films being 24 films all right comparable to what the MCU has done is nowhere near as I mean as successful because you've got 287 million dollars per film okay which really drops it down the list and then you've got the X-Men franchise uh, 13 films at 463 million dollars per film so both of those dropped out of the entire list um, you know even the James Bond film, I mean, it would have been surpassed by the Mummy franchise movies. Um, you know, that's that's one of the biggest movers, actually, is the Bond franchise drops down over nine spots, and that's uh, even the Mummy franchise would, you know, outdo them. They didn't make either of these lists. Pirates of the Caribbean actually moved up nine spots on a per-film basis because they only have five films so far. If they produced the same amount of films as some of these other franchises, they'd be really high up on the list as well. But we don't see that because the amount of films that have been produced, you know, just are not there to compete with some of the others. And then, if you're taking a look at again some of the biggest movers, you know, Jurassic Park moved up seven spots. They've only got five films, guys. That's crazy that they're even close on this list with five films. Star Wars moved down five spots, you know, because they've got more films and some of their more recent films have not done all that well. You know, X-Men moved down five spots. Uh, fast and furious moved down to Harry Potter moved up two. so, um, you know, our version of success here is we're really looking at this from a consistency over time standpoint. And when you look at consistency, that's going to be based on how your films are doing per film. And it's going to be based on over time. So if you continue to pump out films and they're doing well, as you continue to go, then you're keeping consistency. Your success is still there. The level of success is still there where you need to be. So, that is what we're looking at here when we have our criteria for what's going to be the most successful. How well can you keep producing top films over time? Okay. That being said, we're going to do our top five, and the top five that we have, um, based on, you know, these numbers, based on this list, and we'll break a little bit of it down. Is the MCU is still number one? Okay. Yes, it drops to number two on a per film basis to Harry Potter, but at the same time, they are producing three times the amount of films Harry Potter's produced. And due to that, you know, it just shows a lot more of, like, the ability to continue with consistent success. You know, I don't know if that success would have continued if the Harry Potter franchise has up to 23 films by now. You know, if they had 23 films, there'd probably be some that were duds, that wouldn't keep up. Who knows but that is usually the trend over time and so far the mcu is the only franchise that has been able to be close at producing the high level that they are per film i mean heck it's in the 900 million dollars okay 982 million dollars almost a billion dollars per film they're averaging and that's with 23 films okay being produced already it's just crazy it's absurd to be able to see that so it definitely has to be number one on the list Harry Potter would definitely be second though okay and it's mainly because of yes they have eight films as opposed to some of these other ones having a few a little bit less okay but the eight films all did well they all produced over a billion dollars per film and honestly if you take a look at the films they just got better and better over time they really did. You know, you, you watch it, you see, you look at the revenue numbers, you look at the following, it got bigger and bigger as every one of them went, and people really loved seeing the movies as it went on, okay? Yes, the classics, good. The classics, you know, one, two, and three, but even, you know, six, seven, and eight just kept increasing in the amount of success that they had. So, I think that I had a really, really consistent level of pumping out great films throughout that franchise. Really got to give it number two. Number three Is Lord of the Rings and this one may be surprising, you know, it came in number four on a per film basis It came in number eight in total basis and the main reason to put it up at number three is because guys take a look at it It's only got six films It's only got six films out there, right? And they have produced six films on a very high level. They're at number four all-time, okay, and the reason that It's gonna be a little controversial. It's gonna be a little controversial here, right? But the main reason is because the Lord of the Rings films, you literally can't go back and look at any of them and say, this was a dud. This one didn't do as well. You really can't. You can take a look at all six and just be like, wow, all of these contributed equally to the franchise. And I think that's really why we have to put it at number three. And that leapfrogs the per film basis of Jurassic Park, who comes in number four on our list, because... Let's face it, guys, Jurassic Park only has five films, and because of that, they haven't necessarily proven that they can keep that consistency, okay? Even the last film that came out didn't do as good as Jurassic World, okay? So if Jurassic Park can come out with Dominion, and we are super excited to see that film come out, if they can come out with it, and that film can bring in a billion dollars, okay, okay, I get it. We are changing our tune and it would, you know, it would overtake Lord of the Rings. But it's it's at five films so far. They've had some duds in there that haven't really done well. But if they can bring in a third and show that, hey, even six films in, we can bring in a, a big time hit for us. Okay, you're going to change my mind. And, and and that that would do it. That would bump you up to number three. But anyway, so they land at number four. Number five, is a Spider-Man franchise, um, yeah, mainly because I mean they're consistent on both levels. They came in number five total overall. They came in number five on a per-film basis. Seven films, so they've shown they can do it over a consistent duration of films, um, and they all did very, very well. I don't think any of them really bombed. There are definitely some things about certain ones that you can look at and be like, hey, this is different, and you know this is different. But um, you know, I think overall they had their ups and downs. Uh, the Andrew Garfield ones are certain characters of villains and things. I don't think that worked, but he was a great Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire, he didn't do that great a job at Spider-Man in the third one, but, you know, there were definitely some iconic villains that made that such a great franchise, too. So, um, really, really good franchise. They've done well with it, but that is our list. Again, we will repeat it, recap it here. Marvel Cinematic Universe, number one. Harry Potter, close number second. Close, close number two, Okay. And if we start to include some of these Fantastic Beast ones, I don't think it helps the franchise. I think it hurts it more. So those films are not doing what the Harry Potter films were doing. Um, so I think it would drop further on the list as time goes on. I, I really think that that's what's going to happen. Lord of the Rings, number three. Jurassic Park, number four. Spider Man, number five. Okay? So that is our franchise. Uh, our franchise um, successes. That's the list of our top five successful franchises. What did you guys think? Are there some that we're forgetting about? We're not thinking of, I mean, these are the numbers based things and the numbers don't lie. When it comes to something like this, people go watch it. People spend the money because they love it. So I think the money really dictates a lot of the things here. I think the numbers really dictates a lot. So, that is our list let us know your thoughts any that we might have missed or some that we c- should consider as a successful franchise uh, and obviously there will be others to come throughout time uh, that could end up on this list later on all right and with that Aurora is looking a little drowsy she actually just curled up under some blankets over there um, and that means it's time for a new snooze so we're gonna talk about some news there is actually quite a bit of news to cover today, uh, because over the last week or so, there has been a good amount of news going on, a great amount of things changing uh, in the film world, in the streaming world, and we will cover all of that for you guys here. Um, So first up is probably the biggest piece of news, is that Warner Media and Discovery have merged. They have a merger in place under the AT&T umbrella, okay? This ramps up the streaming game for them and would allow DC movies and other media to their platforms, right? That's This is huge. This is mega, guys. You look at franchises like the DCU that Warner Media produces. You look at other franchises, uh, you know, that are on the HBO Max partnerships and things like that. Lord of the Rings is in there. The Harry Potter franchise. You know, those are huge things now that are being brought into this one umbrella. So now, what if they combine the Discovery uh, streaming platform Discovery Plus they combine you know all their Food Network stuff which we love watching here um, you know combine combine some of their other things the Travel Channel Sci-Fi all that stuff they combine all of that in the Discovery Plus pl- portfolio into one streaming service with all this other Warner Media I think they've got a huge chance to be a t- a, one of the big three one of the big three up there right there with Disney Plus and Netflix I mean they could really really just boom jump right there um overnight just figuring out how they want to position it i think is the big question and that's going to dictate their success here so again it ramps up their streaming game uh brings in ips like harry potter and game of thrones to the mix they all, you know they have game of thrones as well um so maybe this sets the stage for that harry potter show we've been waiting for think about it guys we've been hearing all these rumors about a harry potter show um you know people were looking at it possibly wanting to do it you know, Amazon just got the, um, you know, the Lord of the Rings uh, show that they're putting out there. So this would be a great way for, you know, Warner Media to go out there and use AT&T's platform, use uh, their resources to pump out a Harry Potter, you know, straight to streaming show. So I I think this is great to see. Uh, Hopefully it gives some more uh, gusto to that Harry Potter show we've all been looking for. I think everybody would be super excited for that. Um, Only time will tell with how their new streaming platform will look, uh, what the capabilities will be, uh, what different types of mediums they're going to bring into it. Um, So yeah, we'll see how that ends up. I am very excited for it. I think overall it's going to be a very great thing to the streaming world. Um, and I think as long as they play their cards right and they don't make some stupid decisions, which many of these companies can make, um, as long as they don't do that, I think they'll definitely be one of the big three uh, in the streaming uh, streaming wars going on right now. And if you guys don't know much about the streaming wars and what's going on in the streaming world, we do have a previous episode called Streaming Wars. So go back, listen to that episode, um, definitely educate you a little bit on what's going on in the streaming world because uh, that, that is the new thing. It is not so much of the film franchises anymore, it's not so much of just producing films, it's how can you uh, produce media, con- how can you produce video content on a high level for shows and movies, uh, and that's that's the big thing nowadays for money makers. So, um, moving on from that, um, actually talking about mergers, Amazon is in talks to buy MGM, okay? This came very, <laughs> this is, I don't think it's a uh, I don't think that it's a uh, just a coincidence that Amazon recently got in talks with MGM uh, right after this Warner Media and Discovery uh, have mer- their merger in place. I, I think this makes a lot of sense for Amazon. Um, it gets them, um, you know, really ingrained more into the film industry. I mean, right now, yes, they've been, pro- they've been producing some content. They've been looking at doing TV shows and things for, you know, Franchises like the Lord of the Rings series that they're doing and stuff like that, but they haven't really produced like a lot of films, right? Quality film uh to be put on like Amazon Prime. They've been using a lot of other content. This would be a really great way of them to get a lot of good portfolios, a lot of good IPs. I mean they have MGM has James Bond movies, they have the Rocky franchise and, and much more. So now they're acquiring that portfolio, they're acquiring the resources for MGM that they have, and now Amazon can get a little more high quality when it comes to some of these things that they want to go out there and produce So I'm very excited about this. I think it's good Um, I think Amazon's trying to get up there and be a part of the big three as well when it comes to the streaming service platform So we will see what they do with that But the streaming war is definitely heating up as we get into the summer here Okay next bit of news we're jumping away from the mergers and things like that and looking at a little more granular stuff so Eric Bana who um, played Hulk in the uh, original Hulk film that came... Well, not the original Hulk film, but the the 90s Hulk film that came out. Um, He has come out and said he has no interest in reprising his Hulk role in the MCU multiverse concept that they're coming out with. Okay. And his statement was, he didn't ever think of reprising his role. Okay, I get that. But why would you not... Why would you not? What else are you doing? What else are you doing right now? I haven't, I haven't seen you doing big blockbuster films. I haven't seen you in any blockbuster television streaming shows. So what are you doing with your life right now? Why would you not do this? You already d- did the character, okay? You've got tons of resources and acting talent around you. Most of the stuff's going to be on CGI green screen crap. So it's very little work that you actually have to do. You can go out there and get a nice paycheck for, you know, a film or two that you're a part of. Why would you not do this? Why would you not do this? I, I just I don't understand. I don't get it. Why would you come out and not want to reprise that role just because oh I never thought of it. Like, okay, think about it now. Do it. There's there's literally nothing that you have to lose by this. I don't understand this. I really don't. I don't get why guys don't want to come back and do and, and reprise certain film roles and things like that. Especially if you weren't like butchered over it. Right, I mean, yeah, a lot of people didn't like the film. I personally really enjoyed it because, again, we love content here. But I don't understand why you wouldn't want to reprise that role. It's not like everybody hated it. It's not like it ruined your career. Like It it didn't do that in any way. So I'm frustrated with that. I wish he would come back and do it. Would be a great addition to the MCU. Continuing on that same thought process, um, but actually a different take on it, The Amazing Spider-Man's Green Goblin. If you guys remember, can't think of the actor's name right now. Um, he played in, like, Valerian or something like that. Some other space movie afterward. Um, he has declined... Well, basically, he came out and said he has no interest in reprising that role um, in the MCU. Good. Good. I'm not upset with that. Because I don't think they should want to cast you at it. Because you look stupid. You really did. You look like an awful version of the Green Goblin... Nobody wanted to see that version of the Green Goblin. That was like when Harry became the Green Goblin in the Tobey Maguire franchise. Like, that is not the Green Goblin. Nobody wanted that, okay? It looked stupid. You looked sick and infected. You looked like a zombie mixed with a vampire. It didn't look good at all. So, I'm not upset that you don't want to reprise that role. I wouldn't want you to reprise that role and go back on film with that look. I just think it was stupid, so I'm okay with that. You sit and don't do that. Don't take the paycheck. Go off and do whatever else you want. I'm not upset with it. Um, next up is the Injustice animated movie is coming. All right. Now, for those of you who don't know the Injustice storyline, this is a DC Comics storyline. So Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, all those. This is an amazing, amazing concept. Epic plot. Epic story. Get excited for it, guys, because I have been waiting for a film to come out about this. Yes, it's an animated film. I'd love to see it more as a live action. I think I'd always love to see more live action for uh, superhero stuff. But this coming out as an animated movie, I am absolutely hyped about this. It will be very exciting. Uh, can't wait to see it. And when it does come out, you guys, please check it out. Please check it out. Um, should be able to get it on Amazon, things like that. Um, it will be a great great film when it comes out because that is an amazing storyline probably the best story arc plot development that uh, the dc comics has had in the last five ten years um probably ten probably ten plus years i mean it just really was amazing um to come up with that story arc that they did and they executed it so well so please check it out don't want to spoil anything but yeah Next up, Dave Filoni is now the executive creative director at Lucasfilm. And for those of you who don't know, that was Aurora clapping under the blankets uh, because she is super excited about this. She loves Star Wars The Clone Wars, the uh, CGI animated series. Absolute big fan of that. And Dave Filoni is the one who directed and, I mean, pretty much birthed the entire thing. And, I mean, he made sure everything was as amazing as it was. That's why it was so successful, was because of him. He has an amazing eye for Star Wars. He has an amazing vision for Star Wars. He knows what it needs to be. And if there's anyone who can get things on the right track for Lucasfilm and Star Wars moving forward it is definitely Dave Filoni. So we are super excited about that new title for him and cannot wait to see the impact that he can make on more Star Wars um, media or content. Sorry. More Star Wars content. Um couple other things here to round out the episode today uh so one dave batista and i know we mentioned in the last three episodes now is continuing his whining crying situation i mean he should sponsor a winery somewhere because every week he's whining about something else okay for those of you don't know he's the one who plays drax in the avengers series um he is whining now with another statement that apparently he thinks is something new but it's really just the same argument And he came out and said that another reason that he doesn't want to keep reprising his role as Drax is because he's uncomfortable with all the shirtless scenes uh, that they want him to do. And that is another reason why he's wanting to leave. Boo-hoo! Are you serious? If you don't want scenes of people wanting to see you without a shirt and things like that, don't make your physique build the way it is. Don't go to the gym and work out as much as you do, because... That's what cameras are going to do. That's what media companies are going to do. If you look like that, people are going to put you on the big screen, and they're going to want you to show off your physique. So why don't you put on some weight then? Okay, why don't you do that if that's really your problem? So, you know, th- that's the thing. The character is meant to look that way. That's how it looks. It's not like it's your actual skin showing either because they paint all this stuff on you, and there's all these graphics and things on you. Like, it's not even actually showing you... Um, So I think that's a little ridiculous for him to come out and whine about that. And it's coming out now, what, for like a month into his whining escapades about wanting to be on screen more and how they're not giving him enough limelight. So if your biggest problem is that you don't have a solo film and you don't have enough limelight, and you want more focus on Drax, then don't come out and say that you're upset that they give you so many shirtless scenes, because that's what the character is. If you want to be featured more, that means you got to be featured shirtless more. So you're talking out both ends of your mouth, and it just sounds absolutely stupid on your end. Last is um, Anthony Anthony Mackie uh, wants to play Captain America... For the next 20 years okay and so for those of you who don't know uh, and haven't seen captain america winter soldier um essentially you know he's going to become the next captain america uh from being falcon uh he wants to play that role as the new captain america for the next 20 years okay look look man here's a wake-up call i'm just going to tell you this this is a wake-up call even robert downey jr didn't make it 20 years so i'm telling you right now you ain't gonna make it 20 years okay that's just how it is. That's just how it is with these superheroes and the way that it's going, especially for Marvel. People are changing. The characters change, and they need fresh blood, flesh, fresh faces, things like that, and they need the drama, you know? So when they when they kill off certain characters, big-name characters, it's because they need fresh blood. They need to revitalize things. They, they feel that their audience would benefit from that, and that's going to keep happening with the MCU. They have so many characters they haven't even touched yet. So... They're gonna do that, and as they add on more characters, they gotta kill some off, man. And at some point, Captain America will end up getting the chopping block somewhere. Either your character, and it'll become a female role, because of whatever. Like, that's what it is, guys. What's the hot thing right now? Okay, well, inclusion. Okay, so what are they gonna do? Oh, well, let's take a few characters, and let's just change their, their race. Let's find a way to change the race of the character that's playing it. Okay, cool. That's the cool thing. That's the end thing right now. But realistically, guys... Like, that's going to change again. And if Disney keeps doing the trend that they're doing, especially with their theme parks and stuff, changing rides and all this stuff because of, you know, worrying about offending certain people, then, okay, guys, it's going to keep happening. It's going to keep happening. So at some point, we will... Most we will very likely be able to see a female Captain America, which will aggravate people because that's just not what the character is. Like, people love originals, people love originals, and like, I am a big fan of originals, I don't like non original things. Um, that's just that's just me, that's just what I like. So, I really hate some of these changes that happen. Um, you know, it'd be like taking uh, Black Lightning or Static Shock and making it a Caucasian person. Like, guys, that character is an African American character. That's what they're supposed to be. Like, I'm sorry, you just, you don't change that. So, um, there, there's definitely things there that I see along the way, and if you're coming out and saying you want to be in that role for the next 20 years, I'm just telling you right now, it ain't going to happen. So, best of luck to you, but you're not going to be Captain America for the next 20 years. I'm, I'm just, I'm saying that right now. 100% right now, i put money on it. That's not going to be the case. So anyway, with that being said, that is all the news uh, for today uh, that we're going to talk about over the last week or so. Um. Hopefully, we educated you guys on some things that are out there trending in the market, uh, some new things that you can look forward to, especially some of these um, animated movies and things that are coming out, uh, the mergers that are going on out there with Streaming Wars, a lot of exciting things, really big, and uh, over the next couple years, we should see some really great content come out of all the things moving right now, so... Yeah, what would you guys think? What would you think of our list out there? Uh, Did you like any of the news that we updated? And uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe. uh, Send us an email, comment on our Facebook. Let us know things that we can do to make the channel uh, better and more entertaining for everybody out there. And with that being said, Aurora is waking up from her nap, so uh, we will get ready to take her on a walk. And, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Have a great one.